Welcome to MandoCast, the Star Wars Reports podcast for discussing the latest episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I am your host, Michael Morris, and with me this week is Bruce Gibson, Riley Blanton, and Scott Riefen. Who's who? What? I, I, the, the, uh, I think I'm Bruce. <laughs> who speaks I'm, I'm, I'm Scott? Bruce. Do you want my <laughs> autograph? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, I do. So that's how the show's gonna go, guys. That's right. Timothy's on, aren't Look, you? I'll take your audio. Right. Riley, I told you I'd do my best to get you out of here. At this point, it's it's all in your court. Yeah. Well, you know, you know. That's, here we are. Here we are. I was I was there at the very beginning, and then I then disappeared. You <laughs> not unlike not unlike the Mandalorians in this episode. <laughs> just, just but I'm back for the for the grand epic finale. And thanks for having me. This is awesome, man. I actually, I will take a second. Can I? I'm uh, as much as I hate to do this, because <laughs> you already no, you, you already are way too. You're already going to be way too full of yourself. But this has been a very successful podcast. Well, that's... And it's doing great, and it's been a big launch, and everyone's loving it. And I'm just happy to be a small part of what started as a phone conversation in october where you're like i want to do this like this star wars discussion podcast and i was thinking about it and i was like dude there's five thousand of them do a mandalorian one and then you did and you did it really well so right. here we and are it's the, the most successful mandalorian podcast out there on the entire internet true story sure Especially nobody in fact this checked that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I appreciate it, but as you know, you've known since you've known me. There's, you're, you're not going to do much about uh, causing my head to get any smaller. I've, I've got no. kind of an ego. So. Hopeless. Hopeless at this point. <laughs> if only the rest of you could get smaller, right? <laughs> that is a fat joke, and it was actually a really good one. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's see, more people need to think like that, Bruce. I know it works actually. It really does. Well, you know what else works? Mm. The 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 whole episode, most of this episode. I think. Most, most of the episode. Well, most of the lots, episode. Works. Lots of pieces of the episode. Mm. What did you, What did you guys think of that opening? Mm. Where does I the haven't read any, I haven't read point. anything online, so I, I have no idea what opinions are out there. But that opening. You know, you know the, the opening. With the with the chattiness, yeah, I it went it went on for a bit. It, it sounds it, like this podcast actually. It was, <laughs> it's a bunch of meandering, pointless conversation, into, mm-hmm. and and anytime you're punching Baby Yoda, that was yeah, uh, that ooh. really boy, that pissed me off. Did yeah. you say that word? I was, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So I think it, you, you get two of those. Yeah, I get two. <laughs> okay, I'll hold my other one in reserve till later. Uh, uh, I you know I was I was kind of okay with when he was kind of like swatting it, but when he bit him, the, the and, second one. I mean, he just like reared back to like reared back and punched yeah. him. It's maybe a little much. Um, you know what I think this was? It was, yeah. I think this was an homage to the what was I guess the first fan film, uh, which yes. was Troops. Troops. Oh yes. yeah. What's funny about that is when we were watching this earlier, what did I say, Riley? Mm. I said the special effects on this episode are not any better or worse than troops. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which uh, in in the era of that's 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 pretty deep archaeology for internet culture. Troops, yeah. Kevin Rubio. It's like the 
you know, original fan film before yeah, YouTube was a thing, before it oh, was. Oh, we loved that thing, too. Yeah, yeah. We loved it. But it's, it's an old parody of Cops, and it also, like, that was the beginnings of the 501st. It's kind of funny to see it come full circle. I loved the back and forth, and I actually loved that it, and in general, this so has been the case. It so long? That in, with The Mandalorian, <laughs> that it just took a minute to breathe. It's just like, here's a little sketch with Jason Sudeikis as a scout trooper. Here we go. We're going to take the next two or three minutes. Here you are. I could have tightened it up a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I could have um, lopped another 60 seconds off of it. Um, it also just reminded me of, as as a guy who's in the military, that's what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he did say that. We're just like BSing around, you know. Well, another thing it reminded me of, too, and actually I'll say it kind of reminded me a little more of this than Troops, even, even though I, I do think it was probably a bit of an homage to Troops. But uh, if you're ever familiar with, with the uh, Red versus Blue uh, which was oh, the, yeah. the Halo parody that they did. Like, I was really waiting for one of them to go, you ever wonder why we're here? Like, I don't know, man. Is it God? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, you know, were we made by this? Or I can't remember the exact words of it. And he's like, no, yeah, why are we yeah. in this canyon? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Um <laughs> I mean, like, I got yeah. what they were doing, but, and and that's kind of how, like, there's actually several moments in this, this episode where I felt like that. And it's, it, it is a little Hitchcockian though. Yeah. Hitchcock and the bomb theory. And we've talked about mm. that before you and I, I think, yeah. Riley, uh, where, you know, you've got this bomb under the table and you're showing the countdown and the two guys at the table are sitting talking about baseball. <laughs> and you know there's a bomb ticking and and uh you know we know that there's a standoff going on yeah and it's driving us nuts because we're listening to these two guys talk about nothing <laughs> so it is it is a i mean that is kind of from the hitchcock playbook to tell you the truth so it's like yeah. a seinfeld episode in the middle of a mandalorian episode. <laughs> it kind of is yeah kind of is. and why and does anybody want more. this baby i don't understand <laughs> Didn't Hitchcock say though? But the the bomb can never go off. The bomb can never go off. And, well, he said the bomb can go off, but it can never kill anybody. Mm, yeah. See, and yeah. that's when you subvert their expectations. But I like the um. I mean, this was we all knew this was coming, right? That this would be IG 11s moment to shine. Like, yes. Was anyone surprised at no. him sh- showing up? I, it, I thought it set it up pretty well. Um, and and of course I like IGs. I like his kind of earnest delivery mm-hmm. in that it could have been really over the, especially with Taika Waititi, it could have been yes. really over the top because that's just him. But I like the fact that he, I think that gave, gives more room for his sacrifice at the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, and, and well, are we going to go that far already? Or well, I'm just alluding, <laughs> alluding okay, to the okay. future. <laughs> Come on, right, man. I'll hold, I'll hold off then. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I I think I've said it to you. I, I don't think I ever really said it on air um, until more recently, but I, I did say to you that I was really hoping that he would be not as silly as what we've seen him uh, yeah. portray in other stuff. So, yeah, I, I was happy the way he did it and how things could still be kind of funny around him. You know, he's the, yes. I don't know, Scott, you'd know this. Is he the Abbott or Costello? Uh, is he? He's the funny guy. Then, the straight then man. He's the uh, Costello. Yeah. The straight man's Abbott, but Abbott. Okay, so I think he's more of Abbott, where he, where he's, you know, okay. he's more straight, but then it's the humor around him. Okay, so he's Seinfeld. Okay, let's go with that. If we're gonna keep going down that that path, I don't know. Yeah. All, all of he's these Seinfeld. are way he's before the my time. He's the same one Scott. in the whole world's 
crazy around him. He's the Aaron Goins. <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I I did like his, uh, you know, break. It reminded me of the Terminator. In fact, I, I thought that has been referenced before, talking about IG as sort of like a Terminator or whatever. But you know, with the he like breaks the trooper's hand. It reminds me of when the Terminator like gets his jacket, you know, and the guy like yeah. tries to fight him and then he grabs his fist and breaks his hand and everything. Like very yeah. reminiscent of that for me at least. Pretty dang brutal too. Give me a coat, your keys, what is it? What is he <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, but also is that isn't that not the same hand he was punching baby Yoda with? So Yeah. Take it to him. Poetic Let's do justice. It. That's right. Let's do yeah. It. And it's not like it's going to injure his ability to shoot. <laughs> that was see, and again, that's when I was like, "This is this is we we could have wrapped this up by now. We don't need to see them." It's like, "Hey guys, because remember, stormtroopers can't shoot." <laughs> hey, we just made a joke about that. What last week? What was right. the Bill Burr episode? Was that two weeks oh, ago? Yeah, yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, which by the way, I think is my favorite episode. It was it's a good episode. Really yeah. good episode. Yeah. It was two weeks ago because yeah. last week was the cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, last week or um, episode three was the favorite. Either of the the Chow episodes. Mm, yeah. So, um, but we, we no can, doubt about that. Yeah. Great, great episodes. Um, and so of course we get a, I guess, our formal introduction to to Moff Gideon. And as much as I loved uh, the client's dialogue, I really liked how Gideon was talking too. He wouldn't shut up. <laughs> well, somebody's got to deliver all that exposition. At least you give us somebody with some style. As you yes. can see here, I'm laying before you the backstories of the primary characters, reminding you, the audience, of the stakes here at this, you know, standoff. Now here's the setup as it stands. I am going to get put a giant weapon in front of you that could wipe you out now, but I choose to walk away for six hours and give you the opportunity to escape. Then I will be confounded as to how you got away. <laughs> yeah, what was up with that? I mean, it's just kind of like he looks over at the sun. Eh, yeah, I'll give you to nightfall. Yeah, you know, no, think well, about it. But it, it's, I mean, and the trip is going to stand there the whole time. Yeah. You know, it's 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 you know, it's you expect me to talk? <laughs> no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Now let me leave the room for four hours. Yeah. You... Well, it's right. specifically like I'll I'll be back at sundown. As, as it was very magnificent seven, you know, yeah. spaghetti western but if you, format. But if you remember uh, the the first uh, the first uh, Austin Powers, oh, no. or Scott, they're like. Now I'm going to leave you alone while I you face certain. And Scott Evil's like, well, why don't you just wait for him to die? Watch him die first, and then you can leave him. You know what? Actually, um, God, you know, you just said that, Riley, and I th I think you got it exactly. Uh, I think you nailed it on the head. Talking about how this is a western, it reminds me of this High is what, Noon. What I do. <laughs> so I, I'm sure all of you've seen the 1952 classic uh, High Noon. I. I, nope. Gary Cooper. I can't say. I, well, maybe I did growing up as a kid because I did watch a lot of old westerns. It's it's um, a really good I was, one. I wasn't alive back then, <laughs> and and that's <laughs> yes, the whole thing. What um what makes it so great is that he um you know he he give let's see was it did he give Gary Cooper until high noon or did Gary Cooper give the bad guy. I can't, but basically, it's one of those things where it's just the t tension is completely building until that point, 
when when you have the showdown. So I, yeah. you know that, that, that. Yeah, but that worked in that. That didn't really work in this. You mean like work well. out for them, or do you mean that the, the building tension in this didn't episode, work? the tension? Like oh, I didn't okay. really feel much yeah. tension in that. Well, it, again, it just came across as why are you, why are you walking away when you've got them where you want them? Right, I, they're trapped. I I do think that that could have to do with the fact that because of course you know they're they're trying with the um, the grate the sewer grate and he's like yeah okay you you the one thing that you had um, that that would help you 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 can't even get it open so you are yeah, but, effectively trapped yeah I mean I think it's a little corny I I I, I didn't mind it but I think mm-hmm. they're just trying to. And this is where you just sit down as a writer and you're like, how do we have the break the tension of the standoff so that IG-11 can come in and save the day? And there's only so many ways you can do that, because that's what they're trying to build to quickly. Yes, you're right. Right. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It does, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm not like, saying, like, oh, I loved it. Like, I... I I mean, I'm, I'm kind of siding with you. I'm just trying to... Why do you to... hate The Mandalorian? Why do you hate The Mandalorian, <laughs> Michael? Uh... I like Star Wars. <laughs> this is this actually is yeah, probably the most negative it I've didn't bother me that much it yeah. didn't bother me much at all i mean i just remember thinking at the time it's like okay that's a little odd that they're just gonna have his yeah. trooper stand there for several hours just waiting as he walks yeah. off and like when they come oh, out somebody's gonna go okay they finally came out it's been three yeah. hours it reminds me of survivor it's like they give them these challenges and they like stand <laughs> there for like hours and jeff prost was like oh guys it's been 30 minutes you're going strong you know, <laughs> the heat's gonna get well, to you. <laughs> yeah, if he, if the if he was suddenly like Jeff Probst was suddenly uh, giving everyone's backstory. Yeah, uh, we do. I mean, right. the exposition is there, and we. Tanya learned... was a failed model. <laughs> oh my god! Before she became a Survivor <laughs> contestant. <laughs> um, she, she, um, I. What's funny is, uh, I I like that we learned that. Um, Cara Dune was from Alderaan. I kind of I noticed cool that too. I actually put that in my notes. Yeah, yeah. Cara yeah. Cynthia Dune. Is that what it was? So what are? Is that what they yeah. what Car- her full Car- name? Cara Cynthia. Cynthia. That's Cara my Cynthia sister's Dune. name. Yep. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah. And we were just Scott and I were talking about this and, and how like this is one of this is a different kind of badass female character. Yes. In Star Wars that we've than we've had before. The kind we embrace. Uh, well. <laughs> And I think it's refreshing to have a different take, to have an actual, like, you know, former MMA fighter in there. It's it's sort of like, I remember when in the Fast and Furious movies, they brought in Ronda Rousey, and I'm like, oh, yeah, now these fight scenes make maybe a little bit more sense than some of the other yeah. actresses that they've had. In this, in this case, for the kind of physicality where she literally at one point has to, like, hoist the Mandalorian on her shoulders, like, it made sense, the physicality of her role. Uh, yes, she's been in special operations, and she ha- she fits the bill, not in just looks, but attitude, and, and it's just yeah. a very believable... So you're saying- She's like character. the rose of the Last Jedi. Is that what you're saying? So that's exactly what I'm saying. Guys, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Exactly. I, I've, exactly. I don't know why I, I didn't remember that I should not have Bruce on this episode, but um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, but, it's but I'm, I'm like the two guys in, in the you know in the box at uh, the in the Muppet Show. That's what Statler I'm. Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, that's who I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, but I mean seriously though, I mean okay, you've got. Leia, who's supposed to be a badass, and she's five feet tall on a on a good day, 
and 90 pounds. And then we go to Ray, who's supposed to be beating these guys up, and she's 95 pounds on a good day. And then we go to <laughs> Jen Urso, who's 95 pounds on a good day. And you know, they're out physicaling these guys over and over again. And, you know, I, I have a tougher time suspending disbelief over something like a Death Star than I do of every 95-pound girl in the Star Wars universe beating the crap out of guys. But with Cara Dune, you see the physicality. You see this person who you say, okay, that I can suspend a disbelief on. That I can go with. I, not even suspending disbelief. I don't have disbelief here. Yeah. Well, what, yeah, I, what you don't know, Scott, is they all took the same. In in a galaxy far, far away, they have a really good self defense class. Mm. True story. I I'm I'm with you. Although with Leia, it was always more about uh, her. Like she was always there to shoot her way out. Like that was her. That was her role. Like give me the blaster mm. and takes it and starts firing away at the troopers. Sure. And so, will somebody get? And it was also the attitude. Like yeah. that was. Um, I, I, that was part of her character that I always loved in the original. I, I'm I'm right, so I don't know about with Leia as much, but I'm with you right there on Infus Nest. Well, it's Infus Nest. It's, it's that's Ray. Where, that's that's where uh, that's where I can Ray, Ray like for I never I never. I'm talking I pre-force Ray. Yeah, well, yeah, and I I never watched those movies with um with Ray or with Jenner. So, and that wasn't to me in the theater. It's believable. I didn't have that mm. moment of like oh, I don't know about this. I did, He's tiny. I did kind of with Infus Nest, though. <laughs> <With> <laughs> Nest. The helmet goes off. And, and, yeah. and Cara Doom, again, she has that physicality that yeah. I, I think is right for somebody who's fighting these stormtroopers. Yeah, and here's what they do so well throughout the episode is with Cara Dune, you see the way she handles the, the heavy gun and the weaponry and the way she tactically... If you And I was noticing on the second viewing we were just watching, mm. the way she and the Mandalorian sort of tactically split, taking uh, fire from two different directions to mm -hmm. cover basically two sections of crossfire. And so to see her move tactically and use her weapon in a way that she's obviously very familiar with it, it's just, like, pretty awesome, especially if you play Battlefront with that weapon. So, you know, you're talking about also Kara, like, getting her full name. We also now finally have the Mando's name. Mm, yes. I don't remember what it was. You'll have to remind me because I've seen it twice and it didn't stick. <laughs> Din Djarin. Din Djarin. Yes. Din Djarin. Yeah. Which was in a magazine article a couple of months ago. Yeah. Oh, apparently, really? uh, yeah. Pedro was, spoiled uh, it a uh, while back. <laughs> gotcha. So it's probably more of a part. It's probably on his mind with season two because they're just shooting that. So I bet maybe. that plays more into place. That's probably why it leaked, I bet. Maybe. maybe. Right. That's my guess. Actually saying it more. Yeah, because if it was just here, he probably wouldn't even have remembered it. That's true. <laughs> I mean, he was barely there, wasn't he? Uh, I uh, mean, it's hard. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I know he's at least in one scene. Um, yeah, that's true. I got to yeah. say, there's there's another thing that uh, really bothered me in this scene was when they're you know they're talking about all the stuff and Kara brings up Mind Flayer. And I was just like, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like that at all. What's what's wrong with that? I was going to, what, Mind Flare? Yeah, she she says they're going to subject her to the Mind Flare if the Empire catches her. Oh, because with... that is, t to me, um, you know, Mind Flayers are in D&D, &D, but also how most people would know them are from uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yeah. And yeah. I, oh. I felt like that was sort of a... I don't necessarily want to say jab, but uh, you know, sort of a, a nod or whatever to Stranger Things, and it really bothered me. I see. Is that is that like a season three? I I, I didn't catch. It the was in season but... two. Yeah. yeah. 
Of course, uh, I, I, you know, when I thought about it, the first thing I thought was boar gullet. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Why didn't you say boar gullet? That's, yeah, that's that's something true. that we have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't know. I I felt like that that was too. Uh, it's not too real world, but you know what I'm saying? Like it was too much it's, of a cross. It's in into, universe, but it's not our universe. Uh, right, right. And <laughs> I'm just, I don't, I don't want that crossover. I don't know. So hmm. it's it's probably not a big deal for like 99.9 percent of people, but for me, it was it was really hard to chew on. Well, wait till you find out that picture that uh, Favreau tweeted was not a Gamorrean guard, but rather an orc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Story. True story. Yeah. Um, uh, can we talk about how none of us ever wanted to see a Gamorrean guard in that state of undress? <laughs> like, <laughs> we didn't. nobody needed to see that. No. Speak um, for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. Bring Bruce right back around. <laughs> hey, wait. So I have a nitpick. Hey, yeah, you know, I, I like the episode, but since we're nitpicking on stuff, yeah, we're talking about that's the thing too. I did too. It is, but wow. the Din Jaren name. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm fine with the name. That was cool, and the reveal. And he's like, you know, yeah. no one ha- he hasn't spoken the name. No one knows the name or whatever. But then later, when they go down into that Mandalorian area and the armor there, she refers to him by name in front of everyone. I was yeah. like. Oh, so if they uh, just waited like a few minutes more, his name would have been, she would have revealed his name to all of them down in the sewer. And I was yeah. like, that wasn't, that didn't work for me because it's like, if his name has been protected from others, then I wouldn't think she would say it. I would think that would be part of the, uh, the well, creed. But maybe she figured the- like, yeah, well, we all revealed ourselves like cats out of the bag at this point. Possibly, yes, yeah. We we all came out of here to save you. I'm not protecting your name anymore. Yeah, 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 that could be. And I I, I thought it was, um, I like that there were sort of consequences to the Mandalorians revealing themselves. Because it just leaves a lot more room for intrigue in the future. If they just jumped right right out of the gate with episode two or three and like, here's all the Mandalorians, let's go to war, it it, that quickly overwhelms the show. And honestly, that is, uh, if you want to get back to nitpicks, when he went looking for them underneath, I thought the immediate thought for me was I, they already told him they were going to have to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they revealed themselves, they said they were going to have to leave and go somewhere else. That was part of episode three. Yeah. So I was surprised that he went down there looking for them because I knew they weren't going to be there. Was he looking for them? Yeah. I yeah. thought, I thought, I thought he, he was just, just knew trying the to like, find refuge where they were. Yeah. That's what I no, was thinking. Huh. But uh, the the important thing, and I, and I feel like um, we've got the the perfect uh, you know set of guests on for for this uh, reveal. But you know, we we mm. go back, you know, <laughs> we we actually get to see the whole thing and everything. And I just thought, it, how sad is it that you know your family dies on Life Day? Well, that is <laughs> true. The red robes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's very tragic. Very tragic. Yeah. Very. Tra- well, it's a significant holiday, which I believe that's why they were, it was targeted by the battle droids. Yeah. yeah. Well, they knew there'd be a lot of people in the mm. place. It's the same thing. George yeah. Washington did it too. You know. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You listen. Tactical warfare, like on around holidays, that's the time to do it. Yeah. I bet Lock Dirt was planning that attack. <laughs> There's a little Clone Wars reference for you. Or, or maybe uh, maybe they were being persecuted for celebrating Life Day. Mm. Ah, mm. banned mm. forever. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Think about that. I could, yeah, I could see that. Well, I assume you're saying this because of the red robes. We yes. really don't know it's Life Day, right? No, I, no. I'm just, just I'm that. just declaring yeah. it's Life Day, and right. yeah. until somebody can prove me wrong. Hey, yeah. Listen, yeah, uh, we're just asking questions. That's, that's oh, I'm making statements. Right here. This is, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going. Hey, is this Life Day? No, to me, it's Life Day until somebody can it's prove me day. wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, so to me, this is where something at the end, I, I wasn't as surprised, um, because mm. you notice the Mandalorian who saves him, um, mm. when, when all the, the Mandos show up are all death watch. That's the signet. Okay. You were talking about that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So what's the, what's the time, what's death watch up to? From the Clone Wars through five years after Return of the Jedi, what do we know uh, about their? Because Death Watch was led by Maul for that period of time. Well, that's the thing. We're gonna have to get the um, the Siege of Mandalore in February before we fully know. Oh wait, is that like a comic spinoff? Is that gonna be in the Clone Wars? That's gonna be an arc in the uh, the the Clone Wars that's coming. Oh, up. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. Um, it would be because I, I really do want to know how if they could connect it to Clone Wars. And listen, it's not like they have the showrunner for the Clone Wars. <laughs> well, we have anything. no resources. Um, I'm sure there's some kind of connection. Although I'm hesitant to think that there's going to be too overt of a connection. Uh, like, And this is Death Watch, as we well knew Death Watch, the splintered faction from the Mandalorians on the planet Mandalore when the Duchess Satine Kreese wanted to... They're not going to yeah. do all that. No, if they were going to do that, then they would have had the moth do that right there. I think we're going to get more of that. And, and I'll go ahead and tell Tim you... Tim who was rescued by the Death Watch, as we all know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... Who's led led by the until assassinated led by oh what's the dude's name <laughs> the director of the series John Favreau, um, <laughs> before he was assassinated at which point a very particular weapon that we might see at the end of this episode was passed on to Darth Maul and <clears throat> exposition <laughs> exposition. Um, so yeah, I I actually think my I I said it. Um, someone asked me, like, hey, did you see it? You know, and, and I responded, I'm like, yep. So what point in season two are we going to see Katie Sackoff? Because that's I'm convinced <laughs> that's happening. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I, I don't think I don't think we're getting Starbuck. I'd love to. I'd be all over that. Y- you mean Bo-Katan? No, no, I mean Starbuck. <laughs> I mean, actual Starbuck in <laughs> The Mandalorian. Actually, that she kind of fit pretty well Sorry. in character. Although that 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 character archetype already fits um, with Cara Dune anyway. Well, and right, meanwhile, Scott's just shaking his head and like, no, Starbuck's well, the guy. Yeah, Dirk Benedict is Starbuck. No, so. <laughs> Katie Sackhoff, Starbuck, come at me, bro. I love I love the reimagined Battlestar. Uh, uh, I will fight you. <laughs> I just I just did commentary of all 23 episodes of the original Battlestar Galactica oh, yeah? podcast oh, wow. is available as we speak. Oh, wow. With Shaz Bazaar. So, uh, yeah. You want to join me for one on the, the new series? No. Nope. We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> all right. Listen, start off with the first episode, so Bruce, 33. what did you think about yeah, the child well, they laughing? Have clocks. Yeah, clocks. They, they have clocks. Uh, so good. Bruce, you, you still <laughs> there, buddy? 
Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I was just watching Battlestar Galactic. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell I was... you if it was the old one or the new one. <laughs> Man, but I do I was... have a question for you. This relates to yep. the Mandalorian. All right. Mm. What is the Night of a Thousand Tears? Uh, I mean, honestly, to me, you know, you know the the thing that, and and this is gonna sound silly or whatever, but I I think that this was them trying to um, relate to real world. And because like the the thing that come to my mind was like Trail of Tears, mm. so I I think that was them trying I, to convey something with something we already know. Hmm. Was I just assumed it was? Is that the purge or uh, another word for the purge? I well, I, I think it was siege, probably uh, to this is the siege of Mandalore. The siege yeah. of Mandalore. Oh, got, here we go. They In got the their peak. recruits from it. Maybe if this is the siege of Mandalore, it will be something that actually connects. Yeah, I'd be I'd be impressed. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah it says here the Siege of Mandalore, aka Night of a Thousand Tears. Wow, right, there we go. So there I would say expect to see Gideon in Clone mm. Wars. Ooh, that would be a good crossover. Now that see yeah. that I could see. Yep, that I could. See. It would explain more why he's only in one episode. As much as we tease him for the being the exposition man, I thought he was a pretty cool villain. But then again, I just like Giancarlo Esposito. He's a yeah. great actor. Like I said, I mean, like, you know, yeah, I mean, joking about it, but I, I liked how he delivered the exposition. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was, to yeah. me, it was very cool. It was, oh, yeah. It was, I mean, he was basically flexing. You know what I mean? Like, yes, mm-hmm. he was, he was giving all this information, but he's like, hey, I know this, I know that. I think, like, all your, the things that you think that you hold, um, you know, very close and, and secretive. I know all of it. Like I'll just keep going, mm. you know. So, I I think to me that was what I got from it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I did too. It, so it really worked for me. Instead of just him spouting that stuff off, it said something about his character that mm. he is informed. He knows all this stuff. He's got history. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ig Eleven shows up, which was pretty cool. I liked that he was actually firing. Uh, he's, you know, going forward, he's using the, the little under blaster of the speeder along with mm. his, you know, both yeah. of his actual blasters as well. And then basically spinning his arms around and shooting out the back and everything. And then yeah. the child is just sitting there laughing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Wee. Like, wow, you're exposing this child to a, a very high level of violence and he's laughing? That does not bode well for his future. Well, he, I'm sorry you had to I see mean, that. Uh, when, during the arm wrestling scene, he's, uh, he's, he's exercising a little violence himself. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's and good. cheating. Yeah. He's probably learning the wrong things. In fact, they haven't really shown this, but apparently between episodes, um, Mandalorian is letting him play violent video games. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh! Yep. That's listen. So, that's what's that's, wrong with society. That's bad yep, parenting. That's right. Let me tell you. Bad parenting. That's right. <laughs> did did uh, did did anybody notice if Grief Garga started a little bit? Just kind of like you got his attention. He like jumped a little when. Uh, Mandalorian said, "Mandalorian isn't a race; it's a creed." I didn't notice that. I, I, I wasn't paying attention <laughs> yes. to this. It's creed. Yeah, there's a what? connection. There. Oh. Wait, is someone calling my oh, name? Uh, Did someone yeah. just mention me? All right, I feel dumb. I got gotcha. you. I... <laughs> no, I, so I, I thought it was funny because I thought, yeah, okay, there's Creed. They mention Creed, and yeah, that's yeah. like, oh, and the music from this is composed by da, the guy da, da, who did da, this da, Creed. Yeah, he did movie. do the, both Creeds. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Um, and so you can hear a lot of Bill Contiisms in that music. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. But dum da 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 dum. Yeah. But I, I do I like too how that sort of explains even further. I, I feel like kind of answers a bit of the questions about uh, like Django Fett as a Mandalorian. Yes, I thought that too. Oh, I thought it does give more room that. for that. Yeah, yeah, because he's not either. He's not Mandalorian born either. Yeah, yeah, right. right. And and so a lot of people are like, oh, it's this blah 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 and everything. But it's like, yeah, but if he's not holding to the creed, then you know, there's there's nothing. <clears throat> Mandalorian. Yeah. He's just a dude in the armor. Um, so I, Django clearly is not holding to the creed. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. He could have originally been, but then he stopped. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's. He said, At some point, he's like, he, he has to see now? this beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake, <laughs> so what, when things kind of get going, you know, you guys were talking about, like, the stuff that, uh, um, you know, talking about, like, physicality of, of actors and stuff like that. Did, did it bother anybody else when the Mandalorian picked up the E-Web? Um, only, no. only in wondering if he could handle the kickback. I mean, why do you put it on a tripod if it's right? If you can handle it by hand. See, it, like if yeah, they would have had Kara do that, it took a couple guys to set it up too. Right? Yeah, well, I remember back in the days of when GI Joe was the big thing in the eighties, mm. and Gung Ho would walk around with his fifty caliber, <sighs> and all these people would just be like, the people I would talk to, he can't hold a fifty caliber vibes. I'm gonna blow him away, and I kind of that crossed my mind when I saw him pick up that weapon. Mm. Yeah. I can see, but you know what? I I just took it as it's really inaccurate. That's why you need the tripod, so rotation, better sighting, and you know the troopers. Ha- they have a whole setup checklist you got to do to yeah, make sure everything's the, up to the code. Energy source. Yeah. And they- I don't know. I just don't understand why he would have picked it up. Why would he not just held on to you know just spun it around? Something I just don't. It, understand. it looks cooler, Michael. I guess. It looks yeah. cooler. It looked cool, man. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I look. I did love when Gideon shot like the power supply because that's yeah. that's yeah. usually a the hero move you know what i mean like that's usually yeah. whoever the protagonist is they're the one who is are smart enough to go well i'll just shoot the you know the, yeah. the little explosive mm-hmm. next to you well, that's that's riley and i were talking about we were doing the rewatch it was like Gideon is the only one who's acting smart during mm-hmm. this entire battle. <laughs> he's true. the only one doing the smart things. He comes up from behind the Mandalorian, then he shoots the yeah. power supply. I mean, uh, you know, n- nobody else is thinking about this. Stormtroopers just run around like, ah, I might get close to hitting him. You never know. Yeah, I was this like, time. what are these stormtroopers doing? Gideon gets it. He's just like, oh, wait, I'll just walk over behind him and shoot him. And the yeah. stormtroopers yeah. just run around like chickens. Yeah. <laughs> he's the yeah. only one acting smart. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I I felt like they did kind of show that the Death Troopers were a little more formidable than, you know, yes. not enough that they wouldn't be defeated, but they seemed a little more formidable than just your standard stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I asked Riley the question because he's a man who's you know, immersed in this. Mm. Uh, the Death Troopers do not communicate in English, so how do signals get passed between the regular stormtroopers and the Death Troopers? I, I think they ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> they have translators me. in their helmets. Oh, yeah. Oh, doesn't that no, kind of? I think, of, I, think the, I think the I think the death troopers are above all the normies, all mm. those normal troopers. We can hit things. Yeah, but we don't talk I mean, to you people. Yeah. But... <laughs> 
Just, just on the same battlefield, I think they would might want. Oh, to you would be surprised, sir. You would be surprised. Sometimes, you know, sometimes their whole communities like pilots, right? The pilot yes. world in yes. the Air Force, and yes. sometimes they forget that there are people who make their planes fly. Oh, and well. who have the intelligence to support their, the missions they fly? This is getting too real life, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you know, sometimes reaching out to they, Bruce they, for the tag. disconnect, and it happens. So, anyhow. We finally got the Flame Trooper in, which was something, yep. uh, having played, um, mm. you know, the uh, the Force Unleashed game, I, w- I was super yep. excited yep. about that. Um, in fact, I'm looking, I'm like, wait, didn't they make a, a Flame Trooper action figure, or was it just all the other ones they made? I don't remember if they did. I have no idea, yeah. But I did, did love that in Force it, Unleashed. But... Uh, this, I just love... The... They have a flame trooper helmet. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's the, the new one. I'm. I know they they did a whole. In fact, I have most of them stand like uh, displayed oh. right next to me. But they did like a bunch of the action figures back when the game came out. Um, yeah. But I can't remember if they mm. made that one or not. <laughs> he's oh he's he's gone. Looks like now. I'm sorry. I was just I was just nope. looking on the back that's, of the oh. card. Sorry. Um. So anyhow. <laughs> uh. And then of course we get to see you know. The child use his uh, his force powers with the the flame trooper, where he he stops the flame and then actually pushes mm. it back, and gets really tuckered out. Yep, it's adorable. Which I think Little... I think that was to try to explain why he wouldn't then heal uh, the yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah. At which point, man, it would be really awkward if they didn't have some kind of awesome back to spray handy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want some of that stuff. I, me too, I, man. I, yeah. <laughs> you weren't a fan of the, the uh, I just, I've had, I've had a problem with Bacta ever since the nineties. No, but not, not since nineteen eighty. No, I loved because Bacta in nineteen eighty because it was different. A tank. Yeah, you well, had to be submerged. No, the and... Bacta, the Bacta were bacteria. Uh, back then, and that's why there's a line that is not in the film, but it was in a, a cut scene. Nerd. Where they're going over, and 21B <laughs> is going over Luke's face, and he says, The Bacta are growing well. Oh. And then he yeah. says, Those scars should be gone in a day or two. Um, oh, you know what? I have seen the scene. Yeah. So that was always my understanding of Bacta. And then all of a sudden, in the 90s, the X Wing series starts up. Yeah. And it's like anytime anybody gets a cold, you got the flu, you get a leg chopped off, you just drop them in a tank of Bacta, and hey, we're great now. It's like Bacta suddenly became super Bactine. I, hmm. And uh, that that's always bothered me because of my original understanding of Bacta was from that, that Empire Strikes Back stuff. Yeah. But also, didn't they make it like, oh, but it's also super rare, even though everyone seems to be using it like aspirin. Well, yeah, no, they it's everywhere in uh, the X-Wing series, if you remember. That's just like the thing. It's like, oh, back, you feeling down? Jump in some Bacta. Right, right. But wasn't it because, what was it, like the war, Bacta war or something like that? Yeah, was the Bacta war books? because they were attacking the Bacta production facilities, which, again, you know, produce Bacta if they're bacteria. Yeah. I mean, that's what Bacta was supposed to be short for. But anyway, I yeah. digress. Yeah. I think of the Bacta bomb in the current... Star Wars Battlefront, this is an actual thing. Oh, no. You, you mentioned it, but it's literally... Like, heal all your guys on the battlefield? So you by... literally toss this thing, it's like a grenade, it explodes. And, and everybody everywhere. lifes up. Woo-hoo, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, but... that's kind of how they use it now in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep, it, here we go. At least... Back to Bomb is a grenade that refills the health of every player within its vicinity, giving 30 additional health points, uh, if not attacked. 
but Riley, there that's not canon. Wait, no, it is. It's New Battlefront. That's mm, canon. But it's not a story counts. element. It's it not, counts. Um, I don't think it does. Canon. I don't think it does. So listen, um, <laughs> at least at least Scott, you know, they they put like a time on it, so it's not just like oh, you spray it and you're better now. It, it at least took yeah. like fifteen minutes. Yeah, it gives you a little time. Yeah, <laughs> which which gave time for the other characters to leave so that he yes. could reveal his helmet to both IG-11 yes. and the audience. Correct. Which my fiancé, Savannah, I'm not sure how I feel about this. My fiancé, Savannah, was kind of upset that he wasn't cuter. <laughs> exactly, right, you, exactly what she said. I thought he'd be cuter. Do you know what's funny about that, though? Has she not seen Pedro yeah. before? Is when the show first came out, I read a lady wrote a review, and I forget what magazine. She was a legit critic. Okay. She didn't like the show because his eyes are so great, and they never show them on the show. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's a reason to slag the show. That's well. Listen, one star, man. Got to show the eyes. <laughs> this is listen. The this is why you should not just look at Rotten Tomato scores. And and base everything off of that because this is a That's thing true. that happens a lot. I I saw on Rotten Tomato like it was actually considered a legit score. It was from a Christian uh, reviewing site or whatever, where the person was just completely ripping apart the movie super bad. Okay, because it was neither super nor bad. Uh, well, the, but the, of course, their whole problem was that they had issues with, like, all of the elements of it. That of course, it's like it's a rated R film. Mm. What do you? Uh. Why did you expect a Disney film when it's rated <laughs> R? <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. again, don't always you know just go. Oh, this got a eighty-seven uh, percent yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, or this got a twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'll I'll you know judge whether I watch it on, or not off of that. Don't do that. Stop doing that, people. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's so... Here's the thing with that. I, I, I kind of liked where they were going with it. I liked the whole loophole of, like, oh, I'm not a living thing. However, I kind of feel like anything that, that we might have seen there that, that I was like, oh, okay, I, I think I know where they're going with this, gets thrown out in a few minutes. For example... Well, what's the point of this, like, oh, okay, I'll actually reveal myself to IG-11, except it won't really matter for any future interactions because there won't be any future interactions. But it, but it doesn't matter anyway, does it? Because he's not a living thing. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, what I had assumed was this was going to show... Cause I believed, and I guess wrongfully, that they were setting up basically a crew that, you know, it was going to be at at the very least Kara, the child, uh, Mando, and IG-11. So, you know, in in future episodes that the Mando would actually be okay taking his helmet off around IG-11 and that, you know, we might could sort of get this thing where we see... I guess we see a more vulnerable side to him, and then of course there's also that whole. Oh, so you're upset because there is no IG-11 now for that to happen. Um, let me remind you that in 25 percent of the episodes this season, IG-11 dies. <laughs> oh, <he's, laughs> he is almost the Kenny of this show. Mm. True, but I don't think he's coming back this time. I, no. I, I'm, I'm gonna reserve judgment on that i i kind of feel like he is 
See, but the first time mm-hmm. he just got shot in the head. This time he got blowed all the way up. Yeah, he got blowed up real good. Yeah, you have to yeah. put Humpty Dumpty back together again, and I don't think you can because he's like in lava. Yeah, I was about to say Humpty Dumpty's pieces didn't land somewhere and landed. That's all you need, really, isn't it? Or at least you can, well, least you yeah. can start a good I, cantina back there. With it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Right? Nice. Well, I did love the I did love that scene where you. It's a very it's a, a really interesting visual take on the, like, I'm going to sacrifice myself so the rest of the heroes can make it uh, by wading through lava. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. I like, I liked that. I also thought it was interesting, and now I can bring this up. Mando, who hates droids, mm. gets emotional mm-hmm. when oh, IG-11 yeah. is going to make the sacrifice. Yeah. And IG-11 says, you know, I can tell, you know, I've got sensors. I can detect that you have emotion Yeah. Uh, about this. Uh, and I thought that was interesting because, again, Mando doesn't like droids. Why is he getting emotional about this sacrifice? Yeah. Well, I, but that's that's a great full circle moment, though. That's a, mm-hmm. they really have been alluding to that through the whole series really well. Mm-hmm. Of like, doesn't like droids. There's a bunch of super battle droids from Clone Wars, and it makes sense. Fits in with the Star Wars. Uh, mythos of hey, we don't serve their kind here. You no, know? Sort of, the whole reason balance exists. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and I'll remind you, by the way, when they went back to, and I think maybe you and I talked about this, when they went back to Moss Eisley, went back to the cantina. Oh yeah. The droid detector on the door was no longer there. Oh yeah. Not only was yeah. it staffed with droids, the droid detector was gone. Yeah. yeah. So they're changing of attitudes. Yes. Mandalorian is a is a relic. Well, listen, it's 16 ABY. It's, <laughs> it's high time. <laughs> I don't know. So, right. Um, so, so, you know, shortly following the whole, the escape and everything, they show up down in the, the Mando tunnel. And I, I'm, again, I, I'm also, I'm not trying to, to nitpick everything, but I, I also, I'm just like, I have questions, you know, like if uh, the armor is down there and I guess like her whole thing is she's, trying to to put things right and everything why does it look like it just happened you know like you have all the stack of helmets that are i guess that the the troopers left out or did she bring is no, she I the one who stacked them i think that they had all been murdered and she's collected the armor since then uh, yeah uh, well yeah. she was she was moving things so i thought she had piled it up as well uh, yeah. okay okay all right we'll, we'll go with that i thought it was sort of like left as like a um you know, sort of like head on a pike type like of a deal, marker. and mm. uh, like basically the, um, you know, the Imperials to say to like if any Mando comes back or whatever. Um, but yeah. yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, just this her. is what's going to happen to you, right? Maybe it was just her taking kind, inventory. Kind of like the stormtrooper heads on the pikes on at Moss Eisley, right? Right. Well, it, well, Michael, if it's the way that you're saying, for example, she could have left. She could have been hiding somewhere else for a while and waited days, if not weeks, to come back to do that, maybe. When she felt was safe. Yeah, but I, I like that one a little bit less because then it's like she just happened to come back at the exact moment that Mando was there. Oh, wow, a coincidence happening in Star Wars? That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> never. Yeah. yeah. But then she takes a hammer to a stormtrooper helmet. Dude. It looked really cool. Oh, that, that was, was cool. That was a fun scene. Yeah. yeah. I liked that one. I remember seeing that. We saw that shot in the trailer, and everyone was pretty gaga over it for good reason. Yeah, see, I I had forgotten it until, yeah, she, like, smashed the 
I guess the jaw or whatever of the one. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That's that's what was going on. So yeah, that was that was real good. Um, yeah, so I I did kind of think I thought she was gonna bite it though. So mm. I I was kind of surprised by that. I did too. Yeah, I was surprised, and I like how she kept telling them to uh, telling Mando to take the baby Yoda, the child, to its own kind. But every time she would say, you know, or because I watched it a couple times, she's like, you know, take him to his own kind. Every time she'd say that, I'd think, oh, we're going to see the home world of I, Yoda. And I then, think you're. Oh no, wait, she's talking Jedi because she's talking about Force users. No, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think so. I no, think I, he's talking about I the home think world. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think. think I think you're right the first Jedi. time. I I think that we're going to go to Yoda's home world. Hmm. That's what I, I thought. So. Yeah. I hope so. And, That'd be cool. And I, because she was talking right before that about Jedi, like, oh, I've seen this ability, I know, and she mentions about the Jedi, and then she says, you need to return it to its own kind. We fought against them, and I thought, did they fight against that species or the Jedi? And I thought, oh, I think she's talking about the Jedi. That's its kind, the Force users. What if? That's what I. Mm-hmm. What if that basically kind of like you know how in at least I don't know if this is still the case, but back in uh, um. Uh, legends, you know, Sith started out as like a race. What if, what if essentially Yoda's race is Jedi? Ooh, I like that actually. Hmm. I mean, if you put legends out of this and you're starting that whole uh, background over again about Jedi, that that could be the hmm. race. It's the Jedi race that starts the Jedi, just like the Mandalorians aren't a race; they're a creed. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the same with Jedi. In the sem- in the in the history of them, yeah. they were a race. They became a creed. But, yeah, because that's but then what happened the same way. with that 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 half an Obi Wan looking guy sticking out of the ground at Jeddah. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I don't. I well, don't but, know. It, be, but it could be, be the time, or or though. it could be an order similar to the Night Sisters, but it's Yoda's people. Yeah. Like yeah, a, a, possibly a yeah. worshippers of the Force that aren't exactly Jedi. But what was that? Was that uh, statue supposed to be of like the first order of Jedi, or was it just supposed to be an, an ancient Jedi? I thought uh, I don't know about first, but I thought it was it was pretty early on, and I, and I, you know I thought the name of the planet kind of indicated that as well. Yeah, I mean you, you could be right. I'm I'm just spitballing here, but uh, yeah, sure. Cool I just, <laughs> like I said, it was just something I thought of because I, I remembered that, like I said, in Legends it, there was the actual like Sith race, and then of course they, um, like, through time or whatever, it, it started to become, uh, just like people thought of the Sith as, um, an order. You know, that's right. But yeah, but I I do think well, it became an order. I I do think we're going to Yoda's home planet now. And I, I, I've been saying this like pretty much since the beginning, and and I feel even stronger now. I think that when they get there, I think uh, we're gonna actually see Ahsoka there. I really think that that's Ooh. where we're going. Ooh. So I, I'm, I'm thinking this may be some, uh, uh basically right. a corner that they're. She's going dating to... green men. Is that what you're saying? No. Why does it have to go oh. straight to that? Listen, all right. It doesn't always <laughs> have to go to to romantic. Sometimes. People can just have a a working relationship, and they don't have to. I'm kiss just saying. At the end. I'm a romantic person at heart, so okay. <laughs> so anyhow, 
Um, I, I really anyway, do think that, that like if you so... wanted to sort of explore sort of an unexplored area of Star Wars, I think that's a place that you could go. And I think that, again, like with it being sort of steeped in the, the Force users and stuff, that I do think uh, Ahsoka would be a great character the show like you know well with feloni behind this you'd almost yeah. expect it and like like know? where where did ahsoka the white go so this is these are just my these these are just my my thoughts that that are probably right mark it now <laughs> i'm writing it down <laughs> as you're saying it. i'll hey, take that bet so far i've been right about a lot of other stuff yeah but not everything but, but usually. Um, I tell you what wasn't right, in my opinion. I did not like that uh, that fairy astromech droid. Oh, I loved him. Oh. That I want one. Mm, mm, I didn't <laughs> well, like it's it. Like, it's like they yeah. took an astromech droid looking. and put legs like they, you know. It, I don't think he was built that way. I think somebody customized them, you no. know, took parts of other droids and the put them like that. Yeah. I guess I just didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't. Uh, I felt... No, that, that's that's Star Wars to me. You know, kit bashing and all that other stuff. I mean, that's to me. That's what that was. When you said fairy, I thought he had the wings or something. I didn't oh know no, 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 like, I realized like the, what you were saying. Yeah, like the like fa- I guess ferryman would probably. I call him a punter. Know. He, yes. or, hunting. Yes. He's Gondola. Hunting, so. He's a punter. Mm. He wow. looks. He looks. His arms are kind of skeleton. Care on the boat, man. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just me. It's. I, I think it's. It's triggering something like a memory in me. I think that uh, of something else, but I can't quite yeah, like remember. Of the Titans. I don't know. <laughs> it was. I don't. It wasn't that. It was, so, I don't know. Look, I want the black series figure, Michael. If you ever find it, send it my way. <laughs> okay. Will do. I'll keep my eye out if they ever announce that one. Um, another thing, though, that I did not care for is, and and again, I may be the only one, but Kara shooting it, like her answer being shooting everything. Wait, what do you mean no, shooting everything? So they so they tried to blow the grate earlier, and she's like, "Get out of the way!" And then she's going to blast it, and it did nothing. So oh, then yeah. they're trying to actually yeah. push the. Um, like you know, basically push the the fairy out up into the lava or whatever, and they can't get it pushed. So she's like, "Get out of the way!" And she just blasts. I'm like, "Why are you shooting a boat? Like, what is the matter with you?" No, no, she's, no, she's shooting the ground out from underneath it to create some space. Yeah, that yeah, that's a really there bad was like plan. Lo- I thought it was like you know frozen lava or whatever that solidified lava to rock that was keeping the boat and she was just breaking it apart so the boat would like break off from mm-hmm. the lava yeah realistic i mean again it's star wars and it's not like it's you know okay whatever but i, I just couldn't help but think i'm like you you're gonna put a hole in the boat I'm like that's just well no i did worry <laughs> she might do that that would have been funny actually but <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, again, I'm not usually the person, you know, I'm not the guy who goes, there's bombs in space. This is totally ruined. Like, I'm not that guy, I swear. Um, but I don't know. It just it just was like, err. Uh, yeah. And then also, like, I don't know. It just felt weird when Car was like, hey, droid, you know, like, are you not listening to me? Immediately goes up and just blows its head off. Uh, it just, I don't know why. It just felt kind of things just kind of felt like almost like we were missing something 
Am I the only one? Yeah. I don't. I didn't understand really why she shot the droid's head off. I mean, I guess to stop it. I mean, I, yeah. There were several little things as we're going through and we're mentioning things Probably that felt that way to me. Where it's like, why and why are they not doing this or why are they doing that? There was a lot of that in this episode for me. Yeah. Probably. I'm guessing because the droid creeped her out. Because it creeped me out. <laughs> it was pretty creepy looking. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that much for sure. Oh, you know what? And and we're jumping. One thing that I, I totally forgot. Um, I actually left out some very important stuff. The Of course, he gets his signet as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it is the Mudhorn. I, I thought it was going to be a Baby Yoda, but they they did go back to the Mudhorn. <laughs> I'm I'm not really kidding. I actually kind of thought they might do that because uh, I, I, no, I thought it would be like a stylized I, one. I did too. Um, well, and think of the merchandising opportunities that they just gave up. Yeah, they could have made. Oh well, th- I think they've got. I think they're fine in that. They're they're also about to start selling <laughs> some uh, mythosaur necklaces. So, um, I, I think they've got merchandising locked down. But uh, but I thought oh, that was kind of cool. You know, they said that, the great Mythosaur. You know what else he got? A he got his jetpack. Right. Yep. The yeah. Rising Phoenix. I like mm-hmm. that name. But um, well, and I like there's sort of a spiritual element to the passing mm-hmm. on of a jetpack. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a spiritual element to every piece of armor, apparently. Right. It's like he has to earn each one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I think that's neat, which is cool. I mean, because the thing is, too, like going back to uh, there's this other podcast. I'm sure no one's ever heard of it, but called uh, Cloud City Casino, where we talked about the um, the thirteen thirteen game. And at one point, the because it went through multiple iterations, but at one point it was about Boba Fett and how he would actually go through and upgrade his armor over time. And I and I really mm-hmm. kind of feel like they took. Uh, there's been some other stuff too. I'm like, man, I kind of feel like they're taken from 1313, and and mm-hmm. I kind of think this, you know, the idea of like the armor uh, upgrade and stuff is is kind of coming from that. Yeah, I bet you're right yeah, for sure. Like I said, what, what they say, they they don't throw anything away. Absolutely. No, exactly. Which which leads me to the. 50-something scripts that they've got for that mm. other live-action series mm. sitting around. Right. <laughs> On the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do with them. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, so they get the, the chip hack. So at that point, you know, like, okay, he's he's going to be using this. Uh, and then, of course, they tell you, or IG-11 explains his whole thing about how he's got to sacrifice himself. Mm. Um, which I also thought was great is a good callback to that first episode when he was wanting to self-destruct like every five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yes. um, uh, no, yeah. I thought it, it's probably one of the better arcs of the series is IG 11's, um, transition into a nurse droid mm-hmm. and sacrificing him. So I, I ate it up. I, it was, I thought it was very star Wars. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Like I said, it's. I just my only thing was I was like, okay, so if you if you if you kill him, then how are we going to do this stuff later? But we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. Um, I, I'm still pulling for it. 
And mm. I, I love, I, I did love this scene. Because like I said, where some of the humor was kind of like, yeah. I love when they hear Gideon's tie and um, I almost called him Creed. Grief, Karga says, <laughs> says, uh, says, baby, do the hand thing. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Oh man, that yeah, that was yeah, great. He's, he's got a couple of my favorite moments. That one with the yeah, you got to do the hand thing, and he and he waits. But uh, the other one, of course, is still from a couple of weeks ago. Where, uh, he's trying to eat me. Oh yeah. Well, now <laughs> yeah, one that wasn't that a line, but that I loved. I noticed right before they go into the, uh, I, I believe it was right before they head down into the the grate. He takes a shot off the bar. Yes. And I, yeah, I thought yeah. that was so great. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, waste whiskey. Um, no. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm really liking his character a lot. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Which I, I think that they, that is the thing since we're, we're kind of getting right there at the end. I, I do think that the way they wrapped everything up, you can absolutely expect to see him and Kara again, even though they sort of parted ways there yes. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, you know, they, they, this is a TV thing. They rip everything apart and they've just got to find a way early next season to put it all back together again. Yeah. Right. Including IG-11. So do we think, is, do you think Baby Yoda's going to come back? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I don't know. He didn't test well That's, with he's, audiences. He's so. too big a merchandising. I mean, <laughs> you know, you've, you've, I've got, we were down at Disney. You and I were down at Disney uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And uh, I don't know why you didn't see it. But they had uh, when they had the the DTEC stuff, the stuff that they print. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a magnet for my car. There's the child on board. Yep, yep. My wife got a magic <laughs> band. They had phone cases. Mm. Well, that's all they got basically at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Phone cases and well, but we t-shirts. were at, we were at Second and Charles yesterday, and they were pre-selling all the Funko Pop stuff. And oh wow, they're making sure you knew the child is coming. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean he will be yeah. here. Yep, That's and everywhere. Pre-sales yes. are pretty much the, uh, you know, the the early bird of the uh, yep. of this generation. <laughs> He's so. exactly right. Mm. Um. So yeah, so with with Gideon, I kind of felt like it would be a, bl- a bit more than rather than just like Mando flies up, uses his little uh, cable, flies up to it, tosses to. Uh, uh, of the the detonators on the side of the ship blows it up and then done. Did that seem too easy to you guys or I mean I did feel like we were going to get a little more I by the way I love that sequence mm-hmm. of him flying up there and, oh, it was definitely and doing fun. That. I just Yeah, I mean but as it was going on I thought oh boy this is this is going to get really good and then it it ended short it was shorter than I expected. I thought there was going to be more involvement. Of him fighting. I, yeah, I was actually expecting a more full-on, like, uh, jumps in the air, chases down the TIE fighter on the jetpack type of deal. And so I'm glad that it's obvious that he hadn't used it very much. So the only thing he really able to do was a vertical launch and tie that together with his grappling hook. Like, I, to me, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, like, I literally, while I watched it the first time, I was like, yep, set the charge, set the charge, and then he set the charge. Like, yep, that's exactly what I would expect from a Mandalorian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I I had no problems with, like, the execution and everything. I just was kind of expecting just a, 
a little bit more, you know, just to yeah. mm-hmm. kind of show it. But of course, um, there at the end, you know, we we will see that he he comes back. Um, but prior to that, yeah, like I said, with uh, grief, he's. I love how celebratory he is about everything, and he's like, you know, he's like, oh, your rates are going up, you know, like because you're still in the guild, right? <laughs> you know, and like. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just kind of liked that of, of him just sort of being, you know, presumptive of like, we're still good. Don't worry about that whole trying to kill you thing. Like, that's <laughs> that's all in the past. And then, um, you know, Kara, of course, because we know that she had her, uh, you know, she actually had bounties out on her. So I guess she's now going to be his um, enforcer. Yeah, his enforcer. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and sort of as payment, he was going to make that disappear. Um, and, and, you know, but she's also, I guess, going to be a, a bounty hunter going forward as well. That's mm-hmm. cool. Oh. Yeah. Until she rejoins this crew. Right. Well, well as, a bounty, as a bounty hunter. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Or as, as somebody trying to get the, the child back to his people. Yeah. No. And a bounty hunter named Boosh. This is also, <laughs> by the way, going to be taking it a little off of some of the inspirations material. Uh, one of the things that I've been doing, like I went on Comicsology and Linda, they've got a bunch of volumes of Lone Wolf and Cub, mm-hmm. uh, that are on Comicsology Unlimited that you can just borrow and read. That's okay. cool. And, uh, uh, I, huh? Oh, I said, that's cool. Oh, okay. And, and, uh, in Lone Wolf and Cub, I, I think it's, it's his child. So everywhere he goes with the child, he's going with the child. He's not taking the child somewhere else. And this, th- that's obviously been part of the flavor of this thing for the first season, but now that, that dynamic is going to change from this, that kind of inspiration material of Lone Wolf and Cub, because now he's going to be trying to get this thing home, mm-hmm. uh, which at least in the early Lone Wolf and Cub that I'm reading now is not the case. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I like, I, I think that, you know, I, I, I definitely like having the inspirations, and, uh, um, but at the same time, I, I want it to kind of, because I, I think too that that has been one th- problem that some people have had is that they're like, oh, this is a filler episode, even though they weren't really filler episodes. At any point yeah. that people didn't see the direct direction that it was going, they started to kind of get restless. Um, yeah. So I I do like um, that they are sort of showing like a clear objective instead of just being like, nope, this is just going to be a show where he meanders around and does what he does. And you know, the child's going to be there. Cause I think that people would be like, well, yeah. then what's the point? Yeah. And, and the, yeah, yeah. For people these days, there has to be a point. You're right. 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 So, um, I loved that he paid proper respects to Quill. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably the second. Buried most... under, under the proverbial movie rock pile. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um I would say he's probably like the second most beloved character in this the series behind the child. Yes. So everybody who has a catchphrase is beloved besides Baby Yoda. I have spoken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And uh speaking of it, it this is the way everyone should go find um Stuffity's this is the way video that he made. Oh, yeah. It's it's like oh. it is it is dad humor bad, but it is it's really funny. <laughs> oh, so it's right up my alley. Oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. <laughs> yes. 
it's it and I'll, I'll admit it took me a second to realize because you know the main thing is you see like right off the beginning he edited out the uh the comp compturno i think whatever the, the ice cream maker he changed it to a giant uh like bucket or whatever of uh, whey protein, you know, W-H-E-Y yeah. protein, you know. So, of course, the whole time they're like, this is the whey. It's like, oh, God, stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so bad, but I love it. <laughs> it's great. No, great. Yeah, so then, so we have that. Then we have the, the, the Jawa uh, scavengers who get a little surprise. And I... I knew, I don't know about you guys, but I, I knew pretty much as soon as it stabbed out, I was like, oh, yep, I see I see where we're going here. Um, because like I said, I, I I guess my brain was already thinking about it as soon as I saw the Death Watch. Um, but of course, Gideon yeah. is now in possession of the, uh, the Darksaber. Yeah. The Darksaber, right? Mm-hmm. The Darksaber? Oh, yeah. Is I there mean, only one? Best I, you know, from everything that yes, there's only one Rebels that we're aware yeah. of. Yeah, because they, they that does make it more battle. intriguing. Mm-hmm. And from Pre Vizsla to Darth Maul to Moff Gideon to Bo Katan to Yeah, it was the last of the ones that had it. Yep. Well, maybe Katie Sackhoff shows up. Who knows? That's what I <laughs> was saying. Be. I, or she's dead. She could be dead. She could be. But when you have a character like Katie Sackhoff, who could like actually physically embody that animated character, I feel like you go ahead and just do that. That would be great. It would be cool to see, for sure. Because yeah. I, I think that, I mean, age-wise, yeah, she would be a, a bit older, but they could probably put like a gray streak in her hair or something like that and yeah. you know just go with it. Kind of like the how you know it's the Hollywood aging, you know, like if it's a guy, you put just a little bit of gray at the temples and yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you guys got any, you know, any uh, uh, further thoughts or? Yeah, more gungans. <laughs> there, there aren't any gungans. <laughs> there was at least mention that's what of gungans. Actually, that's true. We did get a. Uh, Bill Burr <laughs> m- mimicking Jar Jar Binks. Is that which why you said don't true. want to show that was your a, face? Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, anything as far as any other thoughts on this episode uh, where, where you think that might have left off? or? Well, yeah, I- I'll just say that I was a little disappointed. I thought it was a good episode. I uh-huh. mean, we nitpicked a few little things, but I enjoyed the episode. The right. beginning part, you know, it was like a, seemed like a little bit of an improv thing going on there. It was a little weird, but outside of that, I was good with it. What I didn't like is this is the end of the season, and it just didn't feel like it really wrapped anything up. Like, I feel like we're in the same place we've been for the last five episodes. It's the Mandalorians watching Baby Yoda and just, like, I I expected more of a conclusion or some big revelation by this point, I, you know? I think, we, I think what we got was a new direction and a new enemy. Um... Uh, because the moth plainly isn't going anywhere and he is officially now the big bad. We didn't see him until episode seven, really. Mm. And we got a direction for the Mandalorian. He's not just trying to keep the child safe. Now he's trying to get him home. So I think you, you did see a changing of course for, uh, the series at the end of this episode. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it felt more to me like a mid-season ending than a season ending. Oh, uh, I see. I, I, get, you know, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a fair assessment, personally. But uh, yeah, well, you're always right. So, well, most of the time, although there's some some things I I may have gotten less than right. <laughs> we'll say less than right that I'll kind of hit on. But I, I, I yeah. you know, I will say that um, where that is the case, I have felt like that this this season it kind of felt like a long movie. You know, like if you watch all eight episodes, you know, it's basically like a three hour movie. Um, mm. And well, I guess probably closer to four hour movie. My math's not the best. Um, but, um, you know, it where it did sort of feel like that. So if you're looking at, you know, if you're looking at like a trilogy or something like this, then I, I do feel like it kind of has that sort of first in a trilogy ending. Whereas, like the this, you know, maybe the next season will end on like a big reveal or something. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I can see that for sure. Yeah. But that just means that we have like another year of saying Baby Yoda and not knowing what really to call it. Well, I I, I think marketing's really trying to push <laughs> calling it the child. Um, yeah. Yes. And, and you've been referring to it as the child. Well, and this, this is the first episode. episode. So I, it, it took me eight episodes, but I, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm calling it the child more now. I'm getting there. But, you know, mm. it's Baby Yoda's still going to be in the zeitgeist for, for quite some time. Um, yep. I, I, I will say, however, I, I was, again, a little less than right. I kind of expected that with this episode we would finally get that reveal of i I didn't think that we were going to get like a full confrontation or anything but but that they would sort of show us who that person was standing over fennec's body uh back in episode five oh yeah that's a good point we should have seen we're talking about that tonight i had a lot of people tell me they thought it was moff gideon uh i i i I have disagreed with that, but my son, the G-Man, has disagreed with me. So mm. he th- We shall see. Yeah, I just can't see Moff Gideon being out by himself in the desert like that without all his, his troops with him. Well, and, and the big the big sound cue as well was the um, the spurred boots, which I, I don't yeah. recall picking up yeah. on with, with Gideon. So I don't think that's Gideon. No. Um, the only person I know, no, the only person I know has got those spurs is Boba Fett, right? And with it being the the desert of Tatooine, it very well may be something that that we're going to see come back later. But I just, I don't know. I I kind of felt like, I don't know, having to wait like a whole year uh, or longer. It's a whole that. other year. <laughs> well, it's only one more season. <laughs> <laughs> The harvest one I need you the most. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am whining like farm boy Luke, but I <laughs> I expected I expected a little more, um, you know, something there. I, I I thought that this episode would end on more of a cliffhanger, um, but I mean to be fair, it was not so much a cliffhanger as a big reveal, you know, showing like I got the dark saber, and and you know for everybody who's watched uh, Rebels and or Clone Wars. That's a huge thing for them. So, so like I said, I wasn't really wrong. I was just maybe a little less than right. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Oh, so with that being said, I guess you guys want to plug your uh, 
plug your shows? Not really. No, no not at this no. point. No. I was yeah. like, I'm just ready to be. I, I don't. I can't be associated with this anymore. Uh, well, we kind of do like a, a show called Star Wars Report, Riley. Right? We do that with you. I've heard of that. It's it's questionable at best. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you can check that out. We uh, we have our series of Rise of Skywalker episodes that are coming over the next few weeks. So check those out. Anywhere where you get your, get your podcast. Get Hours your report. podcast right here. Get your podcast. <laughs> get your podcast. Riley Benton, yep. uh, caster of pods. Podcaster. Get your podcast. podcast. Oh, my. Yeah. I'm uh, on Twitter listen at to... Admiral underscore right. Rex. Oh, yes. Follow him. And then also go listen to Scott Rifen just posted in the My Star Wars Story feed. Uh, his commentary with Steve Glosson on The Rise of Skywalker, and I look forward to listening to it. Hey, hey, and Shazazar, yeah. yeah. Ooh, That's right. yeah, I want to hear that. My, my Hondo Anaka brother. So Matt's already mad at me for it, so. <laughs> I I yeah. thought of Matt when, when you did say that one thing. I, I was thinking of Matt immediately, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so... Uh, Star Wars, Star Wars reports. Uh, my Star Wars story. Bruce does some lame Trekkie stuff. Yeah, on Trek FM. It's lame. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's uh, been our show. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can send an email to themandocast at gmail or find us on Twitter at themandocast. Want to thank you for listening and remember to subscribe and leave us a review.